podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting it? Welcome to the Movie, Movie, Podcast, everybody. Episode number 109. I'm your host, Tiggs, and with me, as always, are Hungry Boy Russ. Yo, I'm like for really, I'm super hungry. Second hungry, hungry boy, Alex. <laughs> Me so hungry. And Mr. Birdman, Peter. Welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth. Yes, that is the perfect way to segue into this podcast. Guys, we are in the 19th year of the millennium. And I felt like <laughs> the, the, the only way to truly truly like promote this and talk about it the man who owned the july 4th weekend box office for so long is will smith we each took a different will smith movie that came out on july 4th specifically to talk about today uh and uh, peter you had the idea of going in chronological order which i like because that takes yeah, a lot we, of guesswork from me <laughs> yeah it's so <laughs> we so they all came out around july 4th uh, but so we had this idea last week and then all of a sudden Will Smith became the absolutely most topical person to also talk about. <laughs> well, I, weird... I feel like he's just following our lead somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, this is, that's just guerrilla marketing to help promote this episode. Exactly. That is a hundred percent true. Um, so let's start it off. The first, I think this was the first of the the Will Smith July 4th weekend box office booms was Independence Day, uh, which how many of us actually saw this the day it came out you know, in theaters? I was there. Yeah. Uh, it, so it came out the second. I saw it on the fourth. Ooh, classy. Yeah. This was. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Alex. That was a couple weeks later. Oh, no, I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say I'm, I'm within that first week. Definitely. I remember, I remember being there, going to uh, Cross County Multiplex. Um, it's before there were assigned seats, obviously, uh, and like scouring to try and find uh, two empty seats uh, next to each other um, for me. And one of the few times I actually went to a movie with a friend um, to go and watch this, and and absolutely had a blast in the theater. Uh, when was the last time everyone watched Independence Day? Uh, a couple of years. Yeah, I think within the last calendar year. I don't think I watched it in 2019, but I know I definitely saw it at least in 2018. I definitely watched it in 2019. I definitely um, watched it in 2019 and 2020. Um, as I, <laughs> when I went to go and rent the movie to watch it, turns out I already purchased it last year. So I definitely <laughs> had already bought it and had watched it uh, within dang, the last dang, year. Dang. <laughs> um, and I got to say, I still really enjoy a lot of the, it is it's it's bad in so many ways, but Will Smith elevates this movie to uh, uh, such a high level, uh, as does Jeff Goldblum. Um, however, uh, it, it's it's the Harry Connick Jr. bit that is just so bad. <laughs> Why was Harry Connick Jr. a thing in movies for a little while is really the question that Independence Day asks all of us. It's not what would happen if aliens came to Earth. It's that specific question. Um, it feels like all of the <laughs> songwriting he did for movies, he did for free yeah. in exchange for favors later. <laughs> Eventually, to be able to be in this, and I'm trying to think if there was something before this, or if this was like the the big first movie that that he like uh, had a part in. Um, and I can't think of anything, but I, I don't know how much of it is a nostalgia factor. Like, I bet 
anyone uh, kind of coming to this movie for the first time at this point probably wouldn't have as much fun with it as I did. Um, but I still really just have a lot of fun watching this movie. Um, to, to, from Randy Quaid. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, 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 Brent Spiner is so good. Yes, yeah. um, uh, there. Um, uh, Harvey Firestein and, and like oh, the God. three scenes that he's in. Adam Baldwin, who is not actually a Baldwin brother, but has the name, so therefore he's got to be a part of it. Um, oh, a heads up, Harry Connick Jr.'s uh, kind of bigger movie break was the was in 1995. The previous year, he was the bad guy in Copycat. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, Copycat! Wow. Okay. Um, I got to say, like, if you're, if you're looking for just a good time and, you know, have any sort of like nostalgia for this movie, it's probably still going to hold up for you. Uh, At least most of it will. Um, until you start, like most of these movies, I would say, until you start thinking about the science of it, where Jeff Goldblum, like, creates a computer virus for something that he has no idea what it's anything about. And obviously in an alien language and every, like, like, I, I don't, is he DDoSing a signal that he has no idea? Like, doesn't make any sense. Um, aliens just flew billions of miles to get here, yet they still need to use our satellites to communicate across the globe. Like, I, come on, there, there's so much that you just don't think about and will eventually end up very much enjoying. For me, the, the, um, computer virus, uh, that that's such a like often shared joke online. Like, oh, can you believe like what kind of computer virus? That like because people try to make a joke of it for so long, I don't care anymore. Yeah, yeah. I have zero issues with that scene. <laughs> I I agree. Um, I, I think it's all I think it's all really funny. I think that like again when you start thinking about like you know them lighting up some cigars in like this alien spacecraft, oh, uh, that yeah. probably probably wouldn't work out too well. Um, but I, I really, I don't know. I think it's just, it's just a, a fun movie to, it, to go back to. It, it's such a fun movie and it plays off like it's everyone's strong points on like in the whole ensemble Yeah. that like you have Will Smith being like his cocky, funny, charming self. You've got Jeff Goldblum being, uh, neurotic, uh, and fun. like everyone is on their, like in their perfect being crazy yep. yeah oh yeah <laughs> and he's still doing it yep, yeah still doing it in real life um uh joseph gordon levitt just having like a line or two <laughs> sure and he, you know i think originally he was going to do a whole song and dance number <laughs> coming off the heels of the, the smashing pumpkins 1979 video i would hope so <laughs> um does anyone have any la- i feel like we've all we could talk about independence day for another 45 seconds if we really wanted to but does anyone have any last words or should we move on to the next one it's just interesting that this was his like bit one of his big movies but he was very much a part of the ensemble in this like we weren't we weren't going to see movies for will smith yet not yet but Um, but he just he had he oozed so much charisma that like you just wanted to see him no matter what oh absolutely yeah so let's move on uh so i believe the next one in our chronological ordering is men in black yeah i oh watched God. all three of the men in blacks oh uh last couple of weeks actually. yeah that's that's... kind of that's really good really terrible and okay yeah yeah, yeah. i really didn't like three as much the second time around watching it hmm. um but the, fir- the first one is still delightful it's got a real i mean the whole uh structure of the film is great like the 
all of like Will Smith's training and getting into the Men in Black is still very fun. His first couple like little side missions are very fun, and then like the actual big bug alien Edgar stuff is great. Um, it's it's really wonderful. It is a very short movie. It's still it's only like ninety something minutes. Oh, nice. Um, nice. I know, right? Nice. And it's so good. Uh, the one weird thing that I'll actually talk about now, in terms of looking ahead to Men in Black Two, Men in Black One is just fun and silly. And granted, yes, there's like Tommy Lee Jones is a little bit older and he wants to kind of just like not be a Men in Black agent anymore. But it's still a very upbeat movie and a fun movie. And it's weird that they transition. Both Men in Black Two and Men in Black Three are both sad movies. Yeah. I mean, how much of that is has to do with Johnny Knoxville and like the terrible CGI of Johnny Knoxville in the second one? Oh, yeah. the whole structure of them are te- like really sad. Like, so it turns out Tommy Lee Jones is like he finally gets back to his wife in the first one, and she, office, right? she she's left him in the second one. Um, yeah. Will Smith, Will Smith is so sad and lonely and hates his job. Um, he falls in love with Rosario Dawson, who turns out to be Tommy Lee Jones's daughter, but she has to leave the Earth. So they're both, like, depressed people at the end of this. It, and it just, like, plays off of Will Smith's sadness. And then the third one continues and plays off Tommy Lee Jones's sadness in Will Smith's, like, dad stuff and ends in that sour note at the end. Like, why, how do they turn what is, like a very upbeat movie that we remember best for like Will Smith's style in it and for the music video and change it into, yeah, they changed it into a trilogy. That's mostly about sad government agents. I, I never thought that deeply about it, honestly. Um, but now that I am, I, you, you are making me want to rewatch the, uh, the original, um, because it's been a really long time since I've watched the men in black and and, uh, another one that I remember like loving in the theaters. Um, and, and, and I think that like does the, does their duo still work really well in the first one? Yeah. Okay. In the first. Yeah, I, I feel like that's kind of maybe I could see the third one kind of falling apart a little bit. Is you're just seeing someone doing an impression of Tommy Lee Jones and like trying to like pretend to have that chemistry again when like the first one was such lightning in a bottle. And um, I mean, I think that also the charm is so much of just like the vastness of the world that you get hinted at in the first one when like all like the 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 fact that yeah yeah. (laughs) and the fact that everything is like a fun little surprise when like someone becomes a uh an alien or is revealed and like you see them like you know the way they change and and everything i think that that, that's so charming and like the way that they they put the the world together is just so awesome well let's not forget the third movie was written was started filming before they even had a script so that movie got fooled around with a thousand times over and ended up, I give it credit for ended up being something that's like tolerable considering it had no idea what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. And so men in black one was the first time I like after independence day. And I think that we were starting to go see a movie because of Will Smith, even though it's still a very strong two hander. And I think Tommy Lee Jones even got full first billing. And you know some of it you could say like people wanted to go see that duo, and especially the 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 interplay of that duo. But that's like that's the sort of like we're going to see a Will Smith movie, and sadly he kind of broke it <laughs> in yeah. the middle of of these two when he made Wild Wild West, <laughs> which again none of us have, seen, have rewatched. Yeah, I will rewatch it now. Um, but it's 
it's just it's one of those that movies that like who thought this was going to be a good idea? No matter even if it turned out in some ways good, like this was a bad idea from the start. Oh yeah. Well, isn't there like um di- didn't um Kevin Smith have like a whole uh like a stand up yeah. spiel yeah. about uh his Superman script? Mechanical spider. It, yeah. 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 It, it was like his wanted a giant mechanical spider. Yeah. Yeah, that that was like his first like breakout like DVD of speaking tours was all like with the one with that on it. Yeah, he yeah. did that, and then that's all he. Yeah, yeah that that's kind of become his life, except for making like really really bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> so now, eight years into this, in two thousand and three, Russ is going to tell us a little bit about Bad Boys Two. Oh, I'm so excited to hear about Bad yeah. Boys Two. Oh, yeah, classic. So I mean, Bad Boys for Life came out earlier this year, and I liked it. And in preparation for, I had I had watched Bad Boys two probably back in December. Uh, that movie, despite being two hours and twenty minutes at a time when they weren't making movies that were two hours and twenty minutes, it's still entirely watchable. It, it's one of those things where don't put it on if you have somewhere to go, because if you're like, oh, I'm just going to watch a couple of scenes, you're going to be late because you're going to watch the whole thing. This movie fucking rules really it is the last great unwoke action movie uh, <laughs> ever like th- this is michael bay and will smith at the peak of their powers yes which now we and mind you this was this technically i think a week or two after the fourth of july um because they're not giving fourth of july to an r-rated movie but this it, it still holds up despite being long as hell do you guys remember how it starts with the with the TNT group, you know, the tactical narcotics team led yeah. by Harry uh, fucking Rollins? With the racist oh, like, yeah. It starts yeah. at the at the Klan rally. Yeah, the Klan rally. Yeah, only oh and they're yeah. all screaming white power, white power, and then Will Smith says, Blue power, motherfucker. And then I was like, ooh, blue power, I don't know if that works anymore. But <laughs> no? this is really fun to watch. Uh Mark, I think where Bad Boys, the first one is definitely more of a, of a, of a, I think Martin with a supporting Will and Bad Boys for Life is more of a Will with a supporting Martin. This is even right down the middle. I think Martin gets to do more of the funny stuff, but Will Smith, this is him in his, his new Jack's post Ali body. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's just a lot of fun. This movie doesn't care about your emotions. Mike Lowry makes fun of people for going to therapy. Michael Shannon's in this for two seconds. I think this is, I think between this and Pain and Pain, these are Michael Bay's last movies that just happen to start humans and not be like robots or some overt sci-fi plot. Oh man, we kind of have to do Transformers sometime. Oh yeah, we probably Oh, I don't want to. As long as we do the last night, but oh, like think about the first, think of, actually the second major action scene in this movie, the car chase where the trailer is throwing cars at the cars in Miami. It's so reckless and it's all practical effects. So they're just destroying cars. And then what about the chase scene where there's the car that's throwing corpses out of it and. <laughs> They're just running over corpses in the street. This is like one of the most violent movies I've ever seen in my whole entire life. 
And then they go to fucking Cuba. Remember Cuba? Right. Yes. That's the second the movie. This movie. Yeah. yeah. It never ends. And it ends up at fucking Guantanamo Bay. This movie rules. Will Smith is jacked and cool. I don't know how he is a police officer who has as much money and as many cars as he does. I think they mentioned this one for half a second, but it still doesn't hold up. Yeah, the, the first one talks about how he's kind of from a rich family. Right. But, like, he's so rich. So rich. And they never they get into the psychology of who he is. But anyway, Gabrielle Union was awesome in this movie and their relationship. Uh, the, but the underpinning of this entire movie is they're trying to stop ecstasy from coming into the country. Now, like, this, the, this lets you know in the early 2000s, we didn't have no problems. Right, yeah, exactly. We're, we're wow. Ecstasy? Ecstasy? <laughs> like, so for it's not even a thing. They do. It's a weird, it's oh, a weird, we- weird like, war on drugs propaganda movie. <laughs> And let's not forget, Peter Stormare is the secondary bad guy in this movie. Yeah. Oh, anyway, the Russian Stormare. who fights, who's upset at the Cubans. This movie has everything: racism, sexism. <laughs> uh, well, there's the, the other two pol- police officers, the the uh, Latino police officers, whose main role is just to give in get made fun of jokes back and forth with Will and Martin. It's the weirdest character. Man, I'm looking through my <laughs> DVDs right now, and I only have Bad Boys One. Um, so it looks like we're oh. going to rent Bad Boys Two tonight. <laughs> yeah, at one point, like Martin does that like affected Mexican accent, and then they're like, "Okay, that's mm. racist." I'm like, "This whole movie's racist." <laughs> But, but, still kind time, of but at the time when like we didn't have like you can't watch that movie with a with a modern lens. It it it, it you wouldn't get through it. You would turn it off immediately. I, and I think like at the this is like Michael Bay is the kind of guy who's like, oh no 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 racism can, it's fine in a movie. They're black guys. Like you know that's how this script was written. Oh, it's fine. If they say it, it's not as racist. And everyone was like, Yeah, sure, whatever dude. Oh, this movie is so but just don't turn your wokeness sensor all the way down on your television um, and watch shit blow up. Shit blows up just as much as any Transformers movie, too. Lest you forget when they drive Summer out of the mansion at the end, and then they, they're in a car chase as they're trying to get to Guantanamo Bay, and they drive through favelas, which are made of you know tin, wood, aluminum at best. And they explode. Yeah, like, they, it's a reference to the scene from Jackie Chan's police story. I'm like, how? Nothing should be blowing up. If anything, you're just ruining people's uh, shanties. But everything blows up. This movie is gory as shit. Violent, racist, sexist. So good. I love it. it it's it's what you want in a movie. But I'm not racist. Or <laughs> All right, um, Alex. A movie that quite possibly like a sentimental favorite of mine on this list. I've probably seen it oddly the most out of all of these. I Weird. Really, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this is o- only my second or third time seeing this. Sorry, finish your intro. Oh no, I was just saying I love iRobot. I, th- I don't think I've seen this since theaters. This is the one with I, the Converse. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I I took notes, and it was <laughs> there's three major times that it comes up. Um, he gets his converse in the first part and he like puts them on and he's like, 
vintage 2004 Converse. Uh, and his, like, at one point he gets in a fight with his boss, and, like, the end of the fight, his boss just goes, nice shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point his grandmother is just like, oh, look at those shoes you're wearing. Really? And, yep, it's so funny. It's amazing. So weird. Yeah. And also, he's weirdly obsessed with pie in this movie. There's about four scenes where he just digs into a gigantic, like, just all, an entire pie. Yeah, um, it's like the original ghost story. This is where they got that idea for it. I get it. So, <laughs> I think this movie, weirdly, the first half of this, I think is aged better than, really? than a lot of things. And I actually... When I first saw this, I really didn't love the first half of this movie and liked the second half better. And now watching it, I'm like, oh, the second half of this is just sort of just, just it's a very generic end to a movie where they, you know, there's they're being attacked by CG things and they have to stab something into a blue light. Yeah, <laughs> because that is like a legit oh, like yeah. that is a trope now. Um, but like the beginning of it, like actually like the part where it's just sort of their a really light noir slash like people talking about robots um, actually is like aged. All right. And, and if you watch it and like you watch the robots now and they're just like, you know, doing delivery uh, work, dog walking and everything that like is now done via app. If you were to like substitute this with like task rabbits and things like that, you get like a really interesting class commentary on the gig economy. It's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> I forgot Shia LaBeouf is in this for like two scenes. Well, I forgot this was too. the this was the year in which he, he played, just had holes. Yeah, he played the same role in this. And the Constantine, right? Yeah, yeah. that's was right. Same exact character, and it was clearly studios being like, "We need to inject Shia because he's about to blow up." <laughs> but so his his like his like personality trait in this one is that he's like a young kid that swears a lot. <laughs> And, like, the whole time, Will Smith will be like, stop swearing. Because <laughs> he'll be like, hey, I gotta beat this chick. Her ass is high spankable. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, what? That's a phrase you say in this, child? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, there's stuff about this that's, like, interesting. Like, when he's investigating James Cromwell's apparent suicide um, yeah. and going to all these different places, like, that stuff actually like, is pretty good. His early um, conversations with the with the Alan Tudyk main robot in question is are all really good. Yeah, um, I think if you're like redo this movie and just like maybe give it better, like the effects now are just not good, um, and they and I think they stand out pretty bad. Um, but like for the most part, I think you could you, you've got something there with the the detective things. But here's the weird thing, so. Will Smith is a so kind of getting to the the Will Smith of it. Um, the problem is that his character is very inconsistent because he's supposed to be like a a troubled cop who like was saved by uh, from a wreck by a robot because he had a higher probability of living than like a little girl. So there's points where he oh, wakes yeah. up and puts a gun to his head in the beginning of the movie. I forgot that completely. <laughs> yeah, like perfectly framed shower scene at one point. Oh, yeah, they love butt silhouettes. Yeah. He's standing at an <laughs> angle that no person has ever st- stood at, but it's the an- correct angle to hide your junk if the camera's where it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and and uh, what's her name? Um, Moynihan or whatever. She has the same kind of weird shower scene. Like her. Um, I forget her name. 
the lady in this. Um, but um, so yeah, his character is like really weird because he'll go from like making a few quips and trying to be like really like jovi, like really charismatic Will Smith to again like being like, "Why am I alive? I shouldn't live. I need to kill myself." That's insane. <laughs> How, how long really uneven. this was like seven pounds? Probably not long. Probably only a couple of years, few years, right? Like four years, three years. This was him. Probably about four. Yeah, him seating the deep character, really. Like, if that. Yeah. I yeah, kind of want to rewatch this now. Not as much as Bad Boys Two, to be fair. But I kind of want to. No, no, no. This now. understandable. I think that this movie, its problem is that it tries to be everything to everyone. Okay. Yeah. Um, and if they were to just go in hard on one thing, I think it would have been really, really good. Um, but yeah, I I was shocked with how much I enjoyed watching it. It was entirely watchable. Um, yeah, Alan Tudyk's like he's good at playing robots and characters like that. Like totally. <laughs> um, yeah, I I just I found it oddly compelling. Awesome. Alan Tudyk, like guy has has done. Has never been the star of anything, but I'm always happy to see him. Totally. Uh, yeah. Even uh, it's a show, and I know we don't talk about television series, but hey, on Doom Patrol, he is awesome. He's I great. Need, He's great on that. that. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. So uh, before Hancock, and a really weird little thing I forgot. I Am Legend was a December release. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's just depressing. I think because it's depressing and. He it's a it's him and him in a single role, so they could have maybe gotten some globe love out of it. Yeah, um, that, I think that if that could have been a big, especially with the kind of disappointment that Hancock is in a second. I think he's so good in an I Am Legend that that should have been another Will Smith summer. Well, I feel like it, it may have been, and then in like the six months between, they were just like, we can't have an ending where Will Smith like blows himself up with a grenade, and then within those six yeah. months, they're like, oh yeah, let's just rewrite the ending. We could have put this out whenever. Oh. Oh, wait, and that's the second ending. It probably got delayed yeah. because of all the reshoots to the ending. Yeah, that's what I, I would I would 100% oh. assume that. Because uh, that is not a Will Smith July 4th ending. It was Bridget Moynihan, that's her name. It was Bridget Moynihan? Okay. You yeah, said that's, Moynihan, that's sorry. the only one I could think of besides Bobby. Oh, yeah, and I don't think it was Bobby. Yeah. Bobby, yeah. So, tell- Hancock, a.k.a. Tonight He Comes. <laughs> so has anyone read like the original this this movie was in development for like 15 years right like it, it was something crazy yeah. and, and the script was changed and insane like the original script from what i've read i haven't read the script but i've read like a lot of synopses of it um at this point just doing my research to try and be on alex's level but did not take any notes so not quite there um that like how different the original script was, how much how much of like a drama the original one was to what we have now. Um, I th- think that the first half of Hancock is actually pretty good um, and, and pretty enjoyable. Basically, up until the point that he decides that he should go to jail. Like I really enjoyed the whole first act of this. I, I think that uh, Will Smith does a good job um, of playing like the drunk superhero that's just like a jerk. Um, there, there are some dumb jokes around it, but I, I think that for the most part, uh, it works and, and Bateman kind of works in it as well. And I hadn't seen oh, this yeah. in a long time. And the entire movie, I was just like, when does Jason Bateman become the villain? Cause I have this <laughs> idea in my head that Jason Bateman becomes Lex Luthor at some point in this, but he doesn't, he's still just a good guy by the end of it. So that was, a, that was a fun surprise for me in my own headcanon of this movie. Um, and then the second half of the movie just 
churns and it's just so slow. Um, Go ahead. This movie does a weird thing with its leads in which because Will Smith is a black man and Charlize Theron is a white woman, they can't give them too much screen time together and let them have chemistry. Like they're supposed to be like destined age old lovers and they get hardly any time together. Right. Um, And it's weird how this movie keeps them apart. It, 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 it's it, it's trying so hard to keep them apart too um like to when they do have like any on scene like on screens like scenes together it's like just two magnets of like you know two similar magnets that are just pushing each other apart the entire time um but the the the, the kid jason bateman's son in this so charming love that kid the entire time um is, is he anyone did he become anything I don't know. I probably not. But if anyone wants to double check me on that while we're, we keep talking oh, yeah, about yeah. Hancock. Um, but again, I, I think that the first half, like this movie is like 93 minutes long, which is good, except for the fact that it feels like it's about two and a half hours after the first like 40 minutes of the movie. Uh, it, it, it just keeps going to the point where you're just, like, I don't know why I'm still watching this. It, it, I, I understand what you're trying to do. The original script would not have been a will smith vehicle let's be honest if anyone is, has read about like it, like the sexually repressed superhero um who was also a drunk they like they cut out a lot of like that stuff from the movie and made it more jokey and more will smithish um but it, it's it's on netflix right now so if you got like 45 minutes watch that beginning part and then just kind of like don't worry about the last bits of it oh yeah, it's. I remember it being a huge bummer. It is like because it's a good premise. It is, and it was. It was yeah. a character type Will Smith never played. Yeah, and th- there's like an interesting part in the movie where uh, Jason Bateman asks Will Smith, he's just like, "So, so where were you born?" And he's just like, "From Earth." He's like, "No, no, no, no." But like, we're like, "Well, what's your story?" He's like, I, don't know, "I woke up in the hospital one day, and like, I had all these powers." And there's, like, this really interesting concept of, like, he was a human that somehow got these powers. And then, you know, it turns out that he's, like, an immortal alien of, of, of some kind Yeah. Uh, by the end of it. Which, like, really just undercuts it where, like, it could have been it, – it, it should have been something more, I guess. Um, yeah, that kid didn't do anything. Yeah. Sadly. Um, yeah. Too bad. Really enjoyed him in the movie. I'll say that. Breakout star. Um, but besides that, uh, yeah, th- th- this one, I feel like, except for maybe – Men in Black 2, probably this is the one to avoid from all of these that we've talked about today. Yeah, so that's 2008, and it's the last time Will Smith has gone after July. Which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, granted, the the summer has um, front-loaded itself. Yeah. Into the fact that summer movies come out in the spring. But, yeah, it's weird that he never really tried again um, with anything. But, yeah. I think it's it's kind of weird that they didn't save Bad Boys for Life till the summer. Um, well, I think it, it had been like 17 years, so it was hard to know what the response would That's be. True. Yeah, and ultimately, it ended up being like the only successful movie of this year yeah. as a result. That and Trolls, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> right? But if they waited any later, we it it would have been effed. Yeah, it's true. Um, do people have time for a quick Will Smith box office game for these movies? Let's do it. Yeah, uh, very quick one. Yeah. Cool. Um, so just opening weekend over under. Let's start with Independence Day. Over under 75 million. Under. 
I'll go over. One. Takes did you say? I said over. Uh, uh, no, opening weekend was only fifty million back in nineteen ninety six. That's still a lot. A lot. Wow. Uh, Men in Black One over under opening weekend uh, sixty two. Over under. Uh, I went with Alex last time, so I'm going with Russ over. No, that that is it's under. It's fifty one. It. it only outgrows, it outgrows Independence Day by the by like a million dollars. That's crazy. It's open. Yeah. Uh, Wild Wild West um, twenty five million under. Uh, over. over. Yeah, uh, 27. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, Men in Black 2, 50. Over. Over. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I gotta say over. That's Yeah, but just by a little, at uh, 52 million. Oh my god. Alright. Bad Boys 2, same, 50. Under. Under. Over. Sorry. Uh, of under, 46. Ooh. Yeah, these numbers are shocking. I, you know, thinking of about him and why we did this, like Will Smith is the July guy. Yeah. These are kind of all, I mean, good, but they feel like super low numbers now. You yeah. gotta remember, like we we didn't have as bloated of a calendar as we have now. So a Will Smith movie didn't just own the Fourth of July; it owned the whole month. Right. Whereas yeah. now you're lucky if you own a week. Yeah, <laughs> these all. He's all multiplied really well. They all like they all yeah. like more doubled their opening weekend and their then uh, some of them tripled their opening weekend in their lifeline lifelong. Uh, they also I think they also shifted the studios shifted their strategy. It's like now your movie has to be a hit opening weekend, whereas back in the day movies all kind of did okay, and then you looked and you saw like five weeks later, wow, that movie's still doing well. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. But it never it never cracked like fifty. But it ends up making 200. We don't make those anymore. No. No. And also, nowadays, he'd be like, Memorial Day would be the the weekend he'd be going for instead of, like, 4th of July. Or the start of summer, because Memorial Day hasn't been that great lately. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the general idea. Uh, iRobot, 45. Over. Over. Yeah, 52. God, man. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, And then Hancock, uh, 70. Under. 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 Yeah, $62 million, but a big one. Cool. That's, a, that's more than I thought Hancock would have done yeah. on the opening weekend. Yeah, it's more than I made. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Alex. That was fun. I like these little games that we got at the end of these the podcast now. Um, My favorite game is coming up. <laughs> oh, you're right. You can find us on the web, moviepodcast.com. You can find Russ on everything. At Rust Incredible. You can find Pete on Letterboxd as Peter Soros. Uh, you can find me on Strava as Johnny Tiggs. Alex. What is Strava again? I don't even know what that is. It's not real. <laughs> oh, it's not. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so here's what I was trying to... Um, I was trying to start up an account on the Silk Road. Uh <laughs> And a bunch of yeah. No, no, that's a problem. Is I kept telling everyone that. Uh oh. A bunch of guys showed up at my house. uh, Took me in for questioning for a lot of days. um, Disappeared me to a black site for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, Extraordinary rendition. They showed me uh, that movie rendition um, and said that this is what's going to happen to you. Um, I rolled on everyone. Oh, so Alex, what is rendition? 
Uh, it's when they take you to another place to charge you with things, right? It's a very crude answer. <laughs> <That> is- <laughs> but it's kind of right, right? It's like it's like going somewhere to do something because so they can make you in trouble. <laughs> Maybe. That's a well put, Alex. Well put. Uh, yeah, and so uh, you know, I'm finally out now, um, and I just haven't gotten to it. <laughs> Does, does that count, or do we have to give the next number of Alex's phone? It doesn't count. All right. What what digit were we up to, Pete? I think uh, we're, we're on the uh, third, third or fourth. Uh, we're on the fourth. We started on the one, which is yep. the country code. So awesome. we're up to. Uh, I'm not going to recap anymore. So we're at five. The number is five. All right. If you're playing along at home. It's a. I don't love. <laughs> Sign up for a social network. <laughs> you can stop it at any time. It's so real. <laughs> like oh. we do a lot of goop. Like I'm really a character on this thing, guys. <laughs> oh, so, oh, that's what you say, Alex. Well, next week it gets real. So, oh, yeah, exactly, it's got real. Shit got real. Cool. Thanks for being here with me, guys, and thank you all for listening to the Movie Movie Podcast. Uh, uh, yeah, we, we there. Someone says something afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>